Fifteen years on the police force, you see a lot of things that can't be unseen. It's enough to numb your soul. You can close your eyes and try to forget what horrors mankind is capable of. Murder, arson, pyramid schemes. But the memories, they stay with you. No matter what you do, those moments stick to your brain like coffee stains and glitter. Ah, oh, seriously? Rain? I just started monologuing and now the bottom falls out? Uh, I guess this is what I get for recording this whole thing outside. Let's just power through. Where was I? Ah, yes. Coffee stains and glitter. Fifteen years working the force in Noir City is enough to collect a lot of mind glitter. But no case was ever more unforgettable, more unforgiving, more glitorious than the case of Barbara Stare. I was in the neighborhood when I heard the call for all available units to report to the address on Rich Street, but somehow the news crews had me beat. The paparazzi were like cats in heat. I knew I'd need to be discreet with the deets. Excuse me, detective! Detective, please! Can I have a word? Sure. Heliacal. Relating to or near the sun. Oh, that's a good one. Thank you. Detective, Gabby Barker of Exposition News. Isn't it true that this is the apartment complex of young socialite and movie star Barbara Stair, who recently moved here from Bel Air after her father, airline mogul Larry Stair, passed away, leaving all his shares in Sinclair Air to Miss Stair, his only heir? Is Miss Stair still up there? Anything you care to share? Hey, leave the gratuitous details to my internal monologue, would ya? I have no further comment. Officer! Get these people behind the barricade. If anyone tries to cross it, shoot them in the leg and give them a ticket. Detective, detective, NCPD, what have we got here? Uh, hello? Oh, snap. Were you talking to me? Of course. Who else would I be talking to? Sorry, sir. As you can clearly see from looking around our well-furnished surroundings, we are not alone here. There are several other people currently searching for clues in this luxury uptown apartment. Four crime scene techs, including myself, taking pictures and collecting samples. Three uniformed officers, a tabby cat on the piano near the bookshelf full of literary classics, first editions mostly, all hardcovers. An empty space on the wall in the den indicating a painting has been recently moved. And, at the base of the stairs, the body of the young victim, Miss Barbara Stair. Cut the narrative flourishes and shoot straight with me. What happened here? Well, heck, I think figuring that out is supposed to be your job, Detective... Detective. Richard Tective. Your name is Richard Tective? Call me Dick. Well, Dick, let me be frank. We have no idea who's responsible. No signs of forced entry. Insurance logs report the missing painting as an original Tito MacGuffin. Find that, and you'll find the perpetrator. Anything else? Two glasses of wine on the coffee table. I think Miss Stair knew her killer. Great work, kid. Bag it and tag it. The coffee table? You never know what clue might break the camel's back. Take it from me, a hard-boiled detective with more street time than the entire Fast and Furious saga. You need a keen eye and lots of patience to find the murderer. The secret of the staircase could be hidden in the most infinitesimal fiber of the most innocuous minutia. No article is too insipid or property too jejune to overpass. It may take days, eons, epics, expanses. Oh, I found something tucked away inside this here thesaurus. What is it? It's a reference book that offers synonyms for dull words, but that's not important right now. I just found my first lead. Now if you'll excuse me, I'm off to catch a murderer. I drove as fast as the V8 engine under the hood of my 1969 Dodge Prius could take me. 
speeding through red lights and crosswalks. I was a man on a mission. I'd found the calling card of a local dirtbag in Stairs Home. Looked like she'd been using it as a bookmark while reading her thesaurus. The number on the back was written in pen with a personal note saying, Call me. The name printed on the front said, Solomon Sockeye. Everyone in the criminal underworld knew that Sockeye was a fencer. We had him tagged as a person of interest in countless robberies, forgeries, and illegal loitering all over Noir City. But we could never get anything to stick. The guy was slippery as a clam. But every criminal genius has a weakness. And Sockeye's weakness was me. I went to see him at his local haunt, the Gentleman's Jousting Club, where the nights are long, the dancers' skirts are short, and the repartee is as sharp as the blades. Which is to say it's dull. Very dull. I'm looking for Sockeye. Excusez-moi, monsieur. This establishment is for members only, and you do not look like a fencier to me. And you don't look like a guy who wants to get punched in the face. So tell me, which one of us is wrong? It's okay, Jenkins. He's with me. Very good, sir. Sockeye, my old nemesis. Dick. What's this about this time? Barbara Stare. You mean Babs? What happened? she in trouble? You could say that. She's dead. Now, what can you tell me about her? I've never heard of her before in my life. Can I get you a drink? I think you're lying. And no, I'm trying to cut back on how much I drink on the job. Well, this is an establishment with rules. If you're not drinking, then you're fencing. So what'll it be? Whiskey? Epe? Bourbon? Saber? Fine. I'll take the foil. An excellent choice, sir. A fan of the classics. You always were the old-fashioned type. On guard. Barbara Stare, by all accounts, didn't have a care in the world, and now she's dead. Evidence points to foul play. Also, there was a painting missing from the wall in her den. Ah, uh, yes. The MacGuffin. Nice form, detective. Thanks. I was top of my fencing class at the police academy. How'd you know about the MacGuffin? She brought it to me last week, wanting to offload it for some quick cash. She may have been wealthy, but all of her assets were tied up in stocks and savings. She needed liquid finance in a hurry. Excellent parry. And a fine riposte. I thought you said you didn't know the victim. I don't. Or at least, I never did. She was the kind of girl who kept her cards close and her enemies closer, if you know what I mean. I don't, but I'd be happy to bring you down to the station so you can explain it to me. Sorry, Dick. This feels a lot like harassment. Then file a complaint. But know this. My boss has my back. Ah, oh, sorry. Let me take this. Oh, speak of the devil. Hello, Chief. Oh, you say you've just received a complaint from Solomon Sockeye? Dang, that was fast. How did he even... No, no, sir. I wasn't harassing him. I was simply questioning... No, I didn't have a warrant, but all you need in Noir City is your gut and your grit. Oh. Oh, you're saying I need an actual warrant. Chain of evidence? Okay, well, yes, yes, sir. Lawsuit? But, uh, civil liberties? Oh, come on. How am I supposed to... Oh, okay, fine, fine. I'll leave and come back to the station. Who was it? Wrong number. Listen, I'm gonna let you off with a warning this time. But if I find out you had anything to do with Barbara Stair's murder... I'm gonna be real mad at you. You're unhinged, detective. We're on the same side this time around. 
Babs is a friend of mine, and I want to see her killer brought to justice. So let me point your investigation in the right direction. You know Dr. Dardar from Our Lady of Perpetual Motion Hospital in Car Wash? Dr. Duncan Dardar? The very same. As far as remedies go, a visit to Dardar was a lot more effective than my usual. Two shots of whiskey chased with a raspberry white claw. Dardar had patched me up after more than one scrap at the bar. He was the one who dug out the slug in my chest when I got plugged by a street thug slinging drugs. That banger got the jump on me, but I was a lot younger back then. Slower. Trustinger. Nowadays, I kept my eyes open and my trigger finger... Itchy. Yeah, I know Dardar. What about him? I caught a peek at Bab's schedule book while I was over. She had a girls' night planned with Duncan Dardar's kid for earlier tonight. You two should have a chat. Dr. Dardar had a daughter? Indeed. Dee Dee Dardar. You'll probably find her at the caviar bar. Thanks for the tip. Now here's one for you. Excellently done. Perhaps we should do this again sometime with something a little bit sharper. Don't let me catch you bringing a sword to a gunfight. My next stop was back to the station to see the boss, Chief Jameson Justice. He was the real deal, as real as they come. He lost his eyesight in a Build-A-Bear explosion, taking down the Biscotti crime family way back when all the new recruits were still in diapers. That was a weird time for the station's dress code, but I digress. Justice made a lot of enemies that day, and all he got for his troubles was desk duty. But he never looked back. He wouldn't, even if he could. You wanted to see me, sir? Since the moment I met you. But I'll settle for here and right now. Close the door. Have a seat. What's on your mind, Chief? I expect this to be a brief case. You mean the present over there on your desk? Yeah. My wife told me not to open it before my birthday, but she knows I need something to carry around all of my important documents in. Anyway, let's talk about the stair woman's death. I expect this to be a brief case. What makes you say that? I know the media wants to make a big deal out of it. As they say, sensationalism sells. Sure, but this is as open and shut a case as it gets. Coroner's already made a ruling. The death was an accident. What? An accident! Barbara Stair fell down her stairs. I think it's fair to say this kind of affair is rare, but there's no reason to throw scares everywhere, giving good folks nightmares. Stair will be in our thoughts and prayers. I wanted to share the news with you before we released a statement. Chief, look. If only. There's something more to this case. I can feel it. Sorry, Dick. I got Mayor O'Hare breathing down my neck telling me to wrap things up and I can't have my best detective investigating any leads he may have found while on official duty. The mayor? Why does Mayor O'Hare care about Barbara Stair? I couldn't tell you. All I know is that he's been acting strangely ever since Exposition News started looking into his laundromat empire next to the financial district. Now why don't you take the rest of the night off? You got it, boss. Justice may be blind, but he ain't deaf. He knew something didn't smell right. He could feel it in his bones, just like I could. The truth was so close I could almost taste it. But first, there was someone I needed to see. Dee Dee Dardar. The Caviar Bar was by far the fanciest place in all of Noir. Local hotspot for everyone from film stars to oil czars, where the cocktails come in mason jars and the cigars are always on par. I flashed a badge to get past the bouncer, I flashed a 20 to the bartender to find out what I needed to know. He hadn't seen Dee Dee all night, but if I wanted to find her, I should check out her pad. She lived on Pie Avenue, somewhere between 3rd and 4th Street. Hers was the building with all the locks on the front door. 
If I wanted to get inside, I'd need more than a badge and cash. Fortunately, I know how to charm when I need to. I wasn't expecting any company this late at night. Are you lost? Dee Dee Dardar? Who's asking? The name's Dick. Dick Detective. Detective Dick Detective. I wanted to ask you a few questions about your friend, Barbara Stare. Come right up. Walk slowly, though. I need to put on some clothes. That was easy. Hello, Detective. This sure is a nice place. Do you live here all by yourself? It's nothing special. The bottom floor here is my art studio, but my living quarters are the top 17 floors. Sounds like business is good. What kind of art are you into, Mrs. Dardar? It's Ms. I create luxury NFTs, and please call me Dee Dee. Would you care for some wine? Dee Dee. Thank you, no thanks. I'm trying to cut down on my on-the-job drinking. Oh. I didn't realize you were on the job right now. Actually, now that you mention it, I'm not. Two glasses of wine, then. It's a 1969 bottle of Sauvignon Merc from the Capri Sun region of France. My favorite. So, Barbara Stare, millionaire actress extraordinaire, what can I tell you? You can start with why you went to see her today. Oh. Babs and I were friends. She wanted my artistic opinion on some art she inherited from her father's estate. Art like the MacGuffin? Mmm. Nothing seduces me quite like a gritty, hard-boiled man who knows his artist. Color me impressed. Say, I know this is gonna sound like a line, but do we know each other? I could swear I've seen you somewhere before. Did you ever hang out at your father's hospital by any chance? I'm in there often enough to fill out a punch card every month. As a matter of fact, I do visit Daddy Dardar whenever I can. The entire staff of Our Lady of Perpetual Motion and Car Wash know me by name. We're a family who will do anything for each other. Do you have a family, detective? I'm married to the job. No one, detective? Nobody to kiss you after a long day on the job? Nobody to miss you if you were to die tonight? That is such an awful, tragic turn-on. Forgive me. I should take this. Hello? Detective, it's Frank. Who? Frank Quitely, the crime scene tech from the first act. Oh, right, right. You didn't remember my name. Did you? No, I totally... What's up, Frank? You're right. What you said about the details? Coroner Crowley at OLOPMNCW said the death was an accident, but I kept investigating anyway. It turns out Barbara Stare didn't just fall down the stairs. You're saying you have proof she was pushed? No, detective. The blood screen came back. Miss Stare fell because she had been poisoned. So Stare's killer's still out there somewhere. Quite frankly, that's some of the best detectiving I've ever seen, Frank Quietly. Keep this on the DL for now, though. We have no idea who we can trust. Will do. Goodbye, Dad. Oh, uh, I'm not your dad. Oh, sorry. I just... No, no, it's fine. You don't have to. I, I think it's just that I crave approval from strong male figures. Right. Got it. It's not that I have some kind of regressive hang-up over childhood traumas or... No, no, it's cool. There's no need for an explanation. But maybe you and I can go fishing sometime? I'm hanging up now. Who was it? Telemarketer. Now, where were we? Oh, yes. <laughs> the, uh, 
Huh. Oh, this is strange. Uh, what was what was I saying? Sounded like someone from the crime lab. I think you said his name was Frank Quietly. Suddenly, the world started spinning. I'd always been considered an advanced drinker by common standards, or an alcoholic if you ask my doctor, ex-wife, pastor, friends, or family. But this wine was hitting me like a bucket of tequila at a quinceañera. And did I hear you tell him not to share this information with anyone else? Good. Shouldn't be too hard to snip off a couple of loose ends. That's the moment when it all came together. Oh, Babs and I were friends. She was the kind of girl who kept her cards close and her enemies closer. We have no idea who we can trust. Nobody to miss you if you were to die tonight. Coroner Crowley of the OLOPMNCW. The entire staff of Our Lady of Perpetual Motion and Car Wash know me by name. Two glasses of wine on the coffee table. Would you care for some wine? Crap. Wake up, detective. Where am I? You're in my art studio. No, don't struggle. Those metal shackles around your wrists have you securely trapped, dangling a few inches off the ground. Wait a second. I remember that heavy-handed over-explaining. You're Gabby Barker of Exposition News. One of my many personas. Of course. It all makes sense now. You knew everything there was to know about Barbara Stare from your job as an investigative reporter. Stare had to fence one of her priceless works because she was paying you after you blackmailed her. Let's just say I found some questionable holes in her alibi for her father's death that she would prefer not to be made public. But why kill her? Exposition News is running my expose on her tomorrow. Once exposed, she'd have no extra reason to extend our agreement. And as I'm sure you know, extortion is illegal. So you get the money, you're first on scene for the big scoop, and you've got a damning story ready to run right as the other networks release their puff pieces and memorials. It's devious. <laughs> what can I say? I love being naughty. Of course. You've been doing this for a while, haven't you? Collecting dirt on the rich and dirty? You were the one investigating the mayor's laundering facility by the financial district. And you've been using that leverage to steer investigations away from you. Tell me. What's the blackmail you got on him? Oh, it's exactly what you'd expect. You mean... Yes, the mayor listens to Nickelback. My god. Well, this chat has been ever so lovely. But now it's your turn to tell secrets. Who else knows you're here? My boss, my informant, the fire marshal, Greg from accounting, Aunt Zelda and her three chihuahuas... Uh, let's see, who else? The waiter from the diner down the street? The Pope? <laughs> Just as I suspected. Nobody knows you're here but me and Frank, the soon-to-be-deceased crime tech. That's where you're wrong, honey. You see, I learned my lesson last time I got shot. Life is full of surprises. The best offense is a good defense. Which is why I started carrying a life alert bracelet everywhere I go. If I have an unexpected fall, it sends a GPS alert to my emergency contact, who in this case is Louie the Loan Shark. And Louie would never let me die before I paid back that sketchy short-term loan at 500% compounding APR. Sorry, toots. You're busted. Louie, you made it! And I see you brought your entire crew and a bunch of guns. Wonderful. 
Well played, detective. Freeze! This is the police! Don't move! It looks like I'll be going away for a while. Will you visit me? Sorry, babe. You may be as beautiful as you are gorgeous, but you're bad news. I'm not bad. I'm just ridden this way. Well, Dick, it looks like you did it again. Another bad guy behind bars. The corrupt coroner has been picked up by the boys in blue, and I saved a lot of money on my car insurance by switching to Geico. Today's a good day for the good guys. Yeah, you're right. But something about this case was different. Something's gonna stick in my soul for a long time. I just don't understand what can bring a human being to do something like this. To live this secret double life like it's no big deal. You mean... Yeah. How could we never realize that the mayor of Noir City was a Nickelback fan? Richard, get out of my office. You've just listened to The Staircase, a Snake's Paw production written by Jack Townsend with creative consulting by Erica Durr, featuring the voices of Jack Townsend, Elias Durr, Helen Jacks, Matthew Morris, James Lanius, and Erica Durr. If you like what you heard here, you can find more Snake's Paw productions online at thesnakespaw.com with links to all of the social media accounts. If you'd like to support the Snake's Paw, consider making a donation to the Ko-Fi page at ko-fi.com forward slash the Snake's Paw. Thanks for listening and see you next time.